Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? We're all afraid of the same. Death, pain, injury, all of it is the same. Which makes a movie that deals in our fears universal. Hello, speakers, <laughs> and welcome back to the second special deep dive episode of Do You Like Scary Movies, a podcast series exploring the ins and outs of the horror film genre. I'm taking the helm this time, your usual co-host, Theo Trainer, where I will be deep diving into the 2018 psychological horror hereditary. Ah! <laughs> Joining me on this dive is only actor. Just kidding. And many other things. Jordan Paul. <laughs> I do many a thing. Many, many, and many a thing. And this thing I'd be doing this episode is taking a back seat. I'm excited. <laughs> Hereditary I'm is something that I don't know. I've only seen little clippy clips on the Tiki Talk. And oh. I don't really know what it's about. I haven't seen the piece of the art. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't. I'm excited to take a back seat. I'm excited to, you know, you no. know I, I do so much, Theo. I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a photographer, I'm a poet, I'm a barista, I'm a manager at times. I, I really do it all. I have my fingers in all the pies. But this time, I'm Put excited my to pie. relax my finger that is usually in my horror expert and sit back and learn a little bit. I'm quite excited for that. Are you yeah. excited to teach me, Mr. Teacher, sir? Sure, but um, you're also going to be... You're not going to be the back seat, you're going to be in the passenger seat. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> am I putting it into speed drive? <laughs> you're going to provide your expertise in areas where... I'm clueless. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> ah! um, no, I'm excited. It's been a minute. Um, shall we update the people on what's oh. happening in our Saw Trap lives? Sure. I mean, your Saw Trap lives? Yeah. I basically, <laughs> after, I'm not saying the jigsaw's real, but I have been cursed. Um, after our deep dive last week into Saw, um, I thought I had COVID, didn't have COVID, tonsillitis it was instead. And then 
on my way to get some ice cream to soothe my throat from the tonsillitis and my car, my car broke down. Um, after the putting in completely shut off and it'll take about three weeks to get yeah. fixed. After putting in thirty quid of petrol. Yeah, after putting in thirty pounds of petrol. Um so that's been my week. <laughs> that all happened near enough to the last Literally couple of days. Enough, yesterday, yeah. It's uh, um, um oh, oh. I love when that happens. Oh, I love it too. Um so yeah, I'm excited. This podcast, as much as it is for you listeners, it's a wee distraction for me too. And I'm excited to just <laughs> put my little life thinking cap away for a moment and put in my horror thinking cap. Well, today's been busy. Today's been productive. We've been working on... Oh! oh we've been working on what comes next. Yeah, we are. And it's, I'm really excited about it. It's looking great. Um, woo! 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 But um, let's not jump ahead too far now. Let's not jump ahead. You'll find out all in G course, lads. Yes. So, let's talk about... Hereditary. Hereditary, okay, well, tell me. So we, well, we don't have to go too far back mm. right in time for this deep dive. Still in this century, as you're as wise. Uh, think back to 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah. Horror's recent successes. They were, what, It, Quiet Place. Um, I don't really... Like, The Nun, did that come right around then? Maybe 2017, 18. I feel like 2018 era vibes was when James Wan was starting to... It was the Blumhouse still. We were still in it. We're still in Blumhouse and James Wan was starting to learn about money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why... Like we got our Annabelle. We got our Annabelle. Yeah. We told our Annabelle creation. Uh-huh. We got the, con- the nuns and whatever have you not. We started to get all these spin-offs of horror films, I think, in the late um, tens. Is that what we're calling we, them? Late teens, tens. I don't know what you call them. Do we have a name for it yet? We need to get one. We're in 2023. <laughs> who like decides that? that? Is it just society or I just think, someone like actually? Well, I mean, I don't know. Who decides the name of generations? Like I think X, there's science. Z. Well, I don't know. What do we do like, after we get to Z? Back to A? Or? I heard it's alpha, but I think that was just like... I don't think that's confirmed yet. Do you think it's like how they name hurricanes and stuff? What's the one that was... Can't wait for Generation Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there not a Betty the other day? I don't know. Hurricane Betty. Yeah. Not a Hurricane Storm. Betty be That's good. What we were anyway. Hi be my Betty. Hi be my Manda. Um, so, so we were still on our supernatural demonic kick. Very much yes. so. Yes. Uh huh. Well, independent film company. A twenty four, which we love. A twenty four. Well, they had been experimenting with horror. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. On a, a smaller scale, they hadn't been had. Well, they don't. They don't do big budget productions. No, not really. So, well, well they had the witch, which oh, was the Vavitch. the Vavitch, and that was like their. Oh, maybe we could do, like, horror, like, more? Did you think it was more horror? To me, it didn't have the traditional elements of horror. It was very folk horror, as in it was very... There was nothing really in the film that was scary, apart from the actual setting of the film, because it was so far removed from what us as a society are used to and comfortable with. I I need to rewatch it, to be honest. The Vavitch! The Vavitch. It's Anya Taylor-Joy, innit? Yeah. Oh, our friend. Our friend. (laughs) And she's in it. And there's a goat. Billy. Oh, I remember the rest of the cast. No, is William Dafoe in it, or did I make that up? With them, I don't know actually. I don't. I don't remember anyone. Else. I remember the man, the dad. Was it? That's what I'm thinking. Is maybe William Dafoe? I don't think it is. I think not. he's taller and more muscular. Maybe. I can um, remember the visual of her running to the woods. I remember the visual of her flying at the end. Oh, she goes, spoilers! Me. You know what, guys? <laughs> we discussed the witch two episodes back. If you missed it, true fault. Yeah, that's a little note. I remember the kids as well. Mama! Papa! That's a goat! <laughs> My goat impression was it good. That was good. Anyways, it? let me not interrupt. Keep going. Oh, no, do. Uh, um, well, oh, shit. 
<laughs> it was the goat. That wasn't me, guys. That was the goat. I'm not getting it. I'm in charge of editing this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. After the witch was what 2015. Um, a few years passed. They didn't do much with horror. I don't think not from what you could find that was like successful. But their biggest success in horror and in the studio's history came, and that was Hereditary. What is that? Sorry, that's the trajectory. Really well, yeah, really quickly. Um, I watched a really interesting YouTube documentary. About what? The other day, about how A24 are really brilliant at hiding their films that aren't successful. No, yeah, because I... It's like a really good skill. Because, like, if you think about it, you could only really name, like, five, six A24 films that come out a year. They release genuinely, like, a few a month. Yeah. But all of the really bad ones are either, like, straight to Apple TV or, like, never shown anywhere apart from, like, film festivals. They're really good at hiding ones that don't do well. Well, when I was looking for some, I did find Tusk, which I knew a little of. Mm. Then I looked at some clips, and I actually was like... What the fuck? What? Not the what the fuck isn't like this is. This is scary. But like, what the? Who let this no, like, happen? What the fuck? <laughs> like, who, it's who a man who like, becomes a walrus. He has tusks. Yeah, and it's meant to be a horror film. I think it's shit. Sorry, I know creative people. Yeah. spend their life and their time and their dreams on these projects. The, but they do that so I can objectively say, in my opinion, it's shit. Props to the makeup person. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? If I thought there was a man who was turning into a walrus, I think that's what it would look like. Yeah. Look well. it up. Look up your wee. Uh, don't spend too much time on it. But do have a nosy. It's quite amusing. <laughs> it's fun to send like out of context photos to your friends. Oh, husk. Mm-hmm. I like the, mm. the. There's like a scene where like she's screaming at him, like ah, like at his wee enclosure, and he just sort of goes like back because he can't do much. Because he can't do much. Else. He can't do much else. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to tell you no, about it. No, that's good. Um, but yeah, 2018 came, Hereditary mm. came out, and it was Ooh. their biggest success, yeah. And it was Ari Aster's debut in feature-length directing. He had done some shorts before he did, went to uni, and he did like some comedic shorts <coughs> and stuff like that. And I think yeah. he did like one horror-esque horror short. Horror short? I, might need to, I should have actually had this up, but I mean... But yeah, this was like his first directing feature-length debut. Did you and know? It was the studio's biggest hit. It, was, it grossed 82... 0.8 million, and his budget was 10 million, so that's kind of insane. That's a return on investment of what, 8%? 80%? 80%. 80%. 80%. <laughs> um, did you know that Robert Eggers, Edgers, I don't know how to say his name, who directed and wrote uh, The Vivitch, right. directly inspired Ari Aster? Mm-hmm. Ari Astler? Well, I mean, yeah. Um, in this production? Probably. I don't know if I did read that. Oh, no, it's a fact. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh no, that's a fact. <laughs> but he went like, he probably did. I was like, no, he did. Uh, it's on record. Um, yeah, and I feel like because these are a bunch of independent filmmakers who are suddenly making these massive blockbuster hits, you are really sort of looking to everyone else because I'm going to go out and women say it. Oh, say it. Independent films, yeah, in terms of the vibes and the audience reach, doesn't exist anymore. You know, independent films used to be this is a film that will only be shown at film festivals and have a very limited release. That doesn't oh, really right. happen anymore. Yeah. If something's good, it's shown to everyone in the world if they yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, that's good. In a way, that's kind of sad. There's no sort of exclusivity <laughs> oh, yeah. to independent cinema anymore. Ooh, um, I can't. Ooh, I can't. I remember, darling. I, I must gatekeep. I was at the BFI <laughs> and I was watching this film that only had two showings, and I thought I was the coolest fucking thing yeah. since sliced bread. Oh, but now, it was so good. But now they're showing it across Everywhere. every audience in the country. showing it in the Omniplex. God, have you ever... <laughs> Omniplex, that's only... Irish. Irish. Yeah. yeah. Continues on. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... I just have lots of fun facts. Big success. It was her biggest. Uh, I went unbeaten. Biggest until... success 
Be, uh, financially or ever. of of ever. all of A24 fuck so even be like Moonlight and shit like that yeah I guess weird shit I guess I mean really I don't really Moonlight was it one best picture yeah but I don't think I don't remember it being I remember my first hearing about Moonlight was like around Oscar Buzz see mine was a few months after after Oscar Buzz I only first heard Moonlight whenever it won and I went what's that and then I watched it a few months later and I really genuinely loved it I think it's a beautiful beautiful no film. I yeah I, I've seen it it's very nice it's amazing. Um, I love how it's one of the few films that age a character with different actors nowadays. I love that. Oh, yeah. What, have, have you seen... This is completely unrelated. You know, Boyhood? That, I haven't. It looked shit, so it, I didn't watch. I I, 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 I remember liking like it. I picture the poster he's lying on the ground. Yeah, I remember I like, liking what? it when I was like, what, 16 when it came out? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I just thought it was it was nice. It was kind of heartwarming to see like oh. them grow up. Across what ten years or That's something? That's quite nice, actually. It's yeah. something that they're doing with the Merrily We Roll Along film. Aren't they filming over thirty years at the minute? This ridiculous! I-, I can't believe it. Because <laughs> watch so it get, yeah. watch it get like cancelled. It will <laughs> be cancelled year like 20. year twenty-seven or something. You'll be like, fuck. Oh, uh, like oh, Ben Platt's like, <laughs> I can't work anymore. Mate, I'm not producer anymore. <laughs> that wasn't a good accent. No, <laughs> just, I don't I'm know. So sorry, I was just doing an old man impression. Sorry, I'll, I'll hold my tongue until it's invited. Oh no, it's fine. It's always invited. This is nice. <gasps> you like my tongue? Ew! Shit, ah! <laughs> But though, yeah, it was unbeaten until last year. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <gasps> oh, I loved it. It came out and went. I cried on the bus. Did you? Afterwards, yes. Ross I haven't seen I it yet. <gasps> Fuck off! You're joking me. Fuck off! Yes. Well, Ross and I went to. Uh, do you know the Ritzy? It's in Brixton. Yes, I've in driven past London, times. London, Brixton. Uh-huh. You drive? No, no in, the, in bus. the bus. Sorry, <laughs> I've bus passed. Uh, Ross and I went there. Uh, we got the one five nine down um, from our location of home. One five nine. And we went to the Ritzy and saw it. And I remember afterwards, we were just so stunned. Wow. We sat almost in tears. I wish I saw it in cinemas. It was absolutely. This was also a movie I wish I saw in cinemas. I feel like I would have. It's also one of those movies that hits the first time you watch it, unlike any of the other times you watch it. It's just it's not the same after. But it is in. I feel like if once you have a certain part spoiled, it it's not as impactful. It. Yeah. Which I'll get to later on. Oh. Ooh. But yeah, it set up Ariaster to become a bit of a. What's he gonna do next? Like, oh, director. Like, and when every time his name is attached to something, it's like, oh, this is like his next thing because he, he only has everything everywhere. Did he? No, no, no. He okay. only has three movies. Perfect. Which like, are. Hereditary, Midsummer. Midsummer, and his latest one, Bo is Afraid. Which I haven't seen because, and I'll tell you for why, to hark back to my earlier everything's so exclusive now. What? It wasn't shown in Omniplex cinemas. What? Bo was Afraid. Was it shown in, like, I think audience? it was like, just audience, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Um, oh. A lot of independent cinemas in London were showing it, and whenever I went back to London there in June, I was going to go and see it, and then it just couldn't be ours, so I didn't. But I watched it at some point. I don't even know what genre it is. I think it's like mysterious folk horror comedy. Right. Well, I mean, I he... Every genre there. Okay. Romance and drama. <laughs> then he makes out with someone at one point. I know it's not romance. That's all I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. But interesting. Mm. Sorry, do you know the director for everything everywhere? Just off oh, I feel like I should. No, I actually... No, I feel like I do, but don't. Wait, everything about I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Okay. Um, because I feel like... I wonder... Um, obviously, what was it called? So what was the biggest success before Hereditary? Oh, shit. I think it was... You know what? I can find out literally right oh, now. Oh, it was Daniel Kwan and Daniel... 
I can't pronounce that. It was the two Daniels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember their Oscar speech. It was very touching. Wait. Oh, wait, what did they say? I can't remember. I just remember it being touching. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I going, oh. I think, oh, The Room. I think it was The Room. Room? Or was it? Oh, I think so. Is that Brie Larson? Uh, Brie Larson. She won the Oscar for that, didn't she? Yeah, in Room. They're very successful, these guys. A24 are good. And do you know what, for why? I'd be telling you. What? See, until midnight. Oops, sorry, my bad. Go for it. Before that, it was Lady Bird, I think. <gasps> no, wait, no, no. Our Saoirse? Yeah, just, just the year before. It's so mad to me that and I then have Moonlight. seen Lady Bird in a room with Saoirse Ronan. That's a flex. No one can take away. Yeah, that's quite good, to be fair. It's actually insanity. Lady Insanity. But even thinking back, after I'd seen Lady Bird and after I'd seen Moonlight, I didn't know who A24 were as a company. It wasn't something that sparked mm. up to me. You know the way you know if a film's universal or you know if a film is, what's it called, the Lion one? Is it Metro, Metro Golden Wire? Yeah, that. You know if it's that or you know if it's a Blumhouse film. A24 for me didn't really have a stamp. It didn't have something that separated it from the rest until I think they really got into their horror and now I notice A24. Yeah. That's like, a note. Just, mm, yeah. yeah. Well, um, to understand a bit more about Hereditary, should we get into the head of Arias or a wee bit? So, um, when he originally wrote the script, okay. he didn't write it as a horror at all. Where's he from, sorry? I just like to piece he's a, he, I know he's American. American. Western, okay. Um, they filmed in Utah. Fun fact. That's in America, yes? Yes. Very... Utah, Pennsylvania? No, Utah is the state. Oh. <laughs> um, very bar... I feel, in my head, I think of Utah as a big barren state. Is it like, like the middle? Like, usually vote Trump? It's Midwestern, question mark? I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm very... Western, like LA direction, but in the middle. But like, sure. Like, I think, I don't know. I think it goes California, Nevada, Utah, if that makes sense. Like closer inwards. Yeah. It's a sort of, I think that's... I believe you, I just don't know. I think Utah's like the the UFO... Oh, so that's like, fucking weird. I think it's Roswell there or something. I don't know. Is anyway. A- A24, what's it called? What's that called? Area 51, is it in Utah? I don't know. I don't is know. Is it New Mexico? Who fucking cares? Who the fuck are real? That's all I know. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he wrote it as a drama about family and grief, and that was, like, kind of it in the beginning. Oh. But when he got, like, halfway through, he was like, wait, hold on. Yeah. What if I, like, get into my horror groove? But then, once he had done that and written the script, and it was like, well, this is great, when he pitched it, still left out the horror, like, he didn't pitch it as a horror, whenever okay. he was bringing it up. Strategically, he, or just... Probably. Okay. I don't know. Well, which I don't know why I couldn't find as like his reasoning why he just said like oh I just pitched it as um, he, no, he, he says he was careful to pitch it hereditary as a family uh, as a horror and was mainly like pushing it as a family tragedy a domestic drama do you think maybe if he sort of lent into the horror aspect of it too much and they would have like pitches and production meetings they would have almost produced it like a not that it's a bad thing but they would have produced it like a James Wan film maybe because do you know what I mean? It would have had that very dark, shadowy, you can't see anything. Well, Ooh. there's a lot of dark shadowiness in it, to be but fair. But not in a jump they scare hide way, lot. No, there? there's one jump scare, I can remember. That, that's what I'm thinking. If he had have witnessed this as a horror, would they already have, in the script, implemented like jump scares and stuff like that? Mm. Would you have seen the wee girl feel about it or something? Do you know what I mean? Right. Side note, I really love how this movie shows ghosts. I don't know how. I don't know how they show ghosts. It's just, they just look. They look uncanny, but they look like real people in the dark, and you can see them. And it's like you can see their facial features as a boy, but they don't quite look right. Realistic, then. It's like, ooh. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. 
Interesting. You have. A few. I know, and I've been on the phone one time. <laughs> yes, you have. That's spooky. Maybe I'll be able to watch Hereditary and verify if that's what they look like. Yeah. Anyway. Um, where am I? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, he said it was a heart of the film. Anyway, the movie, although he has named a few movies as his, only two, from what I can see, as like the his inspirations. Carrie. I love it. The original. Yeah. And a movie I'd never heard of before. The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. And I did. I've heard of it. Why have I heard of it? I think. Oh, I know I've heard of it. When I was in the drama school, back yeah. in the day, we were all talking about films, and this one, um, I'll see if they name this one very um, pretentious and up themselves individual. <laughs> we were all talking about like our favorite films and stuff, and you know we were getting like all the usual Titanic and what have you. And they were like, "Oh yes, my favorite film must be The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover," and we were all like. <laughs> like Ashley get a grip we know you love Spider-Man get out of it like right. do you know what I mean? so okay. I haven't seen it well <laughs> what it is I think Helen Mirren's in it I love her yes Dame sorry Dame Helen Mirren <laughs> but um from what it just says the film's graphic mm-hmm. violence and nude scenes as well as lavish cinematography and formalism were noted at the time of its release formalism or informalism formalism that's quite posh I present him as a film. Yeah. So he must love... film. He must love graphic... Nudity. Because nudity in this... Yes, sir. Yeah, but not sexual. No, I, that's my favourite type of nudity. It's like... Ooh. It reminds me just... <laughs> it makes... To me, when a film includes nudity, not of the sexual variety, it makes it a lot more vulnerable. It makes it a lot more... Yeah. It, 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 it almost grabs you and brings you into it. It uh-huh. makes it a lot more personable. And right. human, I find. Mm-hmm. And all you need is a pair of breasts. Well, there's breasts, but they sag. Saggy breast. Um, <laughs> well, right, okay. Ari Aster said himself that he wanted the film. This is a direct quote. <clears throat> Let me put on my... Ari Aster. I wanted the film... No, never mind, I'm not going to do that. I wanted the film to <laughs> function first as a vivid family drama before I even bothered attending to the horror elements. The family is ultimately eating itself out, wink, of grief. And I wanted to make the film... So I wanted to make a film that took suffering seriously. So it simultaneously keeps that theme while it like depicts an outright nightmare, like the family descending into hell, literally, okay. throughout the film. Can I jump the barrel a bit? Okay. Is this a film not about horror, but about the dangers of not properly processing processing grief? Yeah, because she does it very poorly if you remove all the horror aspects. Okay. She just... Digs deeper. So instead of it being a surface, she being the lead character Annie, who was played by Tony Collette. I am your mother. Her. Don't. Yeah. Don't you speak to me like I can't speak. I, I can't scream right now. I wish I could take, take it out of your you. mind what you've what? done, but your sister is dead. Oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> that's all I know from the entire film. Right. Which is hilarious. Well. I wish I could take that away from you, but she's got your sister is dead. Well, I'm paraphrasing, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. It's a film more so about the dangers of grief instead of just being set out as a horror yeah. to scare people. Well, grief, big horror trope. I feel like the past grief is massive. I feel yeah, agree. Fifth, like last fifteen years of cinema, every single horror is, is somebody's died and they're dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, the inciting incident is grief. Babadook, yeah. that was ages ago. But Babadook, even more recently, the, the Boogeyman that we saw. Boogeyman, it was really good. No, it wasn't. We hated it. Did you just remember? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just... no, we didn't hate it. Didn't love it. 
three stars, I think. Yeah, for we, me. yeah, okay. This is all right. It was like it's on its job. It was very of its era. I won't remember it in two years. No, but the dad was hot. Right, up the star. Oh yeah, he was. The daughter was edgy. Up the star. Mm-hmm. Um, did I not like that film? I remember us leaving and being like, "That was just full of." It was like full of tropes, but not in a like a. Not in an Insidious Five way. Oh god. <sighs> Painful fucking. You didn't even need to say Insidious. Wait, Five was it? Was, it was it Five? five the red Who door, fucking the knows? last door, the grey door, whatever fucking door. A door. <laughs> a door. Insidious. A door. Insidious. He paints a door, and it's dangerous, and it hurts his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an awful. F- sorry, I don't want to tarnish this episode with Insidious Five, but don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Stop kicking the dead and maggoty-looking corpse of a horse. We don't need it anymore. I hope it's other franchises. I know for a fact it'll be like Insidious Six, the woman's back or something. (laughs) (laughs) The Darth Maul returns. Darth Maul returns (laughs) to find out who bolted the door. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, Yeah, interesting movie about grief and not movie about horror. Yeah, that's interesting. I do wish more horror film. Sorry, that's quite inspired me. I didn't know that. Um, I do wish more horror filmmakers and more horror sort of uh, philanthropists is uh-huh. that a word? It is yeah. um, would sort of take that approach instead of making a movie set out to scare people make a movie about something and include horror into it yeah. I want a because... romance, romance horror that's what I want when right. you want a date and next thing they're murdering in the car oh. oh I had a really powerful visual when you said that thanks sorry <laughs> it kind of spooked me it's like like made me she's unsettled. like oh will we go back to mine and he's like yeah babe if you want to and he gets into the passenger seat and she goes one second my seatbelt ah and gets like a big shard of glass and stops him a few times and drives home tarps him no, out the way not a few times we want to make it brutal 90 times yeah <laughs> I go too like oh 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 yeah. um, um, so that's interesting yeah. well one should we I'll start I was going to say before we moved on yeah oh oh god oh no Oh no. What's happened to your brain? I was going to say something, but then you said something about a romance movie and I... <laughs> and it inspired you! <laughs> it really inspired me. <laughs> oh, whatever. Should just get into the plot? If you want. I love a thick plot. Is it thick? Right. It's quite thick, Is but... It dense? Um, yeah. I... Whenever I was researching, there was a uh, video I found. It only could watch a wee bit of it because it was four and a half hours long. You, what? And it was the complete guide to hereditary, basically. Surely that's spoon feeding. That's what I thought. So that's why I only watched like a wee bit and I was like, you know what? This is Annie. I don't want the script to be this. Girl, this means she has these chromosomes. (laughs) No, it was actually, I got to the first five minutes and he talked about how it opens. Right, okay. Basically it opens with an obituary. Text on the screen. Right? Obituary. Is that like about dead people? Yeah, it's like someone who has died, left, like these people. um, Yes. Oh, you get them in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or more like on Facebook nowadays, someone shows it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was basically going a whole thing about how exposition text and how they do it differently compared to other things and how it's well done. And I was like, okay, well. (laughs) I like a good exposition text when it doesn't relate directly to the actual piece. Well. Like Oppenheimer. Oh, that was... I loved it when it was like... It about, actually put... It was like Prometheus gave, like, gave fire to the world, world or something and he was punished. And he was bound, so tied to rock exactly. for, for eternity and or something. And then the film starts and you're like, wait, Whoa. what? You're like, wait, what? I love that. Fuck I love it. stuff like that. Oh, I love That's that movie! Really film. Sorry. I would watch it again. I would, ah. actually. It was three hours, but I don't care. Hot men. In suits? Sure. Anyway. I'm bombed. So. <laughs> I'm bombed. 
Hot men and suits and bombs and Emily Blunt with, I think, a prosthetic nose. I don't know. It has to have been. I'll die on that. How I'm going to tax it. 16 years? 70? Sorry, 18. <laughs> Remember that? Which was 18. It was 18. I forgot. Yeah. You can't simply blame me for making a mistake that I forgot what year it was. It's actually so many years ago now. I have not been associated with the commentary part. Commentary part! The Communist Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sign. Just shut up. Let's go. Okay. Into right, the, the plot. The movie opens. Boof. No. Not boof. Well, actually, no. Okay. Is it dark screen fade up text? Sorry, these are my new details. I Sorry, my brain. I rewatched it the other day. I'm just going to say, I think it opens with the, just the text. Black okay. screen. It's like set up like a newspaper column. Like, oh, like creative. That. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, it's, and it's basically, it's the obituary for Ellen Lee, who's the matriarch of the Graham family, right? The mummy. Yeah. So it's basically, she's died. Granny? Okay. Granny, grandmother. Head woman. Yeah, the matriarch. Yeah, the, head female. The, the eldest part. woman of the family, if that makes sense. Yes, like yeah. the queen for the, sure. not anymore. Yeah. So it opens then after that on a shot of a tree house. Um, there's a tree house. Well, uh, uh. It's like the front of the house, whatever. Okay. That's quite important, it comes back a few times. The tree house does? Yes. Okay. So basically... So we're establishing. Yeah, and it's at the house, and the family are leaving to go to the funeral of their late grandmother. Or the mother of oh, Annie. Okay. Yeah. That, so. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. She assumed just that the funeral had happened. Oh no, not yet. Because this is the like obituary. Okay. Oh yeah, no, the obituary usually is like, say the day after maybe, and then the funeral. I don't know. A few days later. Yes. Sorry, I'm getting confused. I thought you meant obituary is like what they said the funeral. They were like we're here. To no, it's just announces sorry. the death mainly. I think like so and so has died at the He's end of like, this. Leaving behind. A, blah 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 bleah, blah blah. Loving part like. Um, funeral arrangements. Yeah. Default, but, yeah. That family that makes for so much something sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. just thick as fuck. Sorry. <laughs> so she's a very private woman. This grand, this this uh, older woman. The matriarch. Yes, woman. she was a very private woman. And she led a very secretive life. So when Annie delivers her speech to the masses, she's Who's Annie oh sorry, my bad. Annie is Ellen is her her daughter. Okay, so it's a mum's funeral. Right, it's her mum's funeral. She's right. got her kids. She yeah yeah. So oh. she's giving um. Is she an only child? Okay. Oh Annie. Annie. I don't know. I think she is. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I just never, genuinely haven't seen the film. It's never so addressed, so I think she must be. She might be. Maybe so, there's a sequel there somewhere. We'll maybe. So she's delivering a uh, the speech. She mentions how she's surprised at the turnout because she's a secretive woman. She never like mentioned having friends, really. We went to church. No, well, hey. Do some people go to funerals just to say they've been out of the house? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Do you think? Like, <laughs> not to be morbid. Do you think there's some people who just be like, mm, a funeral on tomorrow, I might go. Just like, maybe. And they just like make up like a oh I knew her like worked with her for a few years. Yeah, that's an interesting plot of the film. I go to funerals just to get out of the house. Oh, that's good. That's it's the title. Minded. It's copyrighted. It's <laughs> copyrighted. Everyone. Mm. Okay. So um, yeah, she delo- delivers a speech to the bizarre attendees. They just sort of unsettle them, like smiling at weird times. It's just like they're these happy are weird at the people. Funeral. Yeah, every, like, yeah, like they're smiling and sometimes and it's just like what are these people? Funeral etiquette confuses me. Yeah. So anyway, after the funeral, yeah. Annie goes to bereavement support group to help understand why she isn't really affected that much by her, de- her mother's death. She's not affected. No, we oh. find out that um she had a troubled childhood and a strained relationship with her mother on and off. Wouldn't see her for years, would see her wouldn't see her after she gave birth to her first Like born. enough bombing vibes. Well, here's the thing. Okay, she gave birth to Peter, who's the oldest son. Okay. Grandmother, she wasn't in the life, her life for a oh. while. Then she got pregnant with her daughter, the youngest, mm-hmm. the, the two children, the, the daughter, gives birth, and all of a sudden she's back in her life, and she wants to, like, 
be a mother figure near enough for her daughter. She's like offering to feed Sorry, her the, daughter, breastfeed ugh. and everything. Can she produce milk at her age? I, I mean, I don't know. But like, oh, also important thing, Annie is a miniature maker. She makes miniatures, right? They? Like, set, so like, like set design. No, it, like it's a art form. Like she's currently preparing for a art exhibit, right? And she makes big scenes, like miniature scenes. Like small things. Yeah, like oh, do you mean like like a big house, like a dollhouse almost, but like they're actually set up like as scenes, like, like Quasimodo. People. I'm sorry, I don't know. You don't know how to back an Notre Dame. I do I little d- models of the people and the people in the time. Yeah, but like she's like an artist, and that's like her he art. He does form. that. Okay, yeah. Don't describe it, Quasimodo. <laughs> sorry, he makes them and he paints them and he carves them from wood. No, but a big thing. He's about as this. much an artist as this Annie woman you're telling me. About. <laughs> I'm not having this lander. Okay, he is, and he's disabled. Oh, okay. That's and he fine. can do it? Yeah. What's Annie's special skill? I don't know. But we'll find hurt, out. A hurt woman. And fuck, aren't we all? Yeah. So she's basically the whole thing that she, throughout the film... The Hushback and Orchard, I have a while, a while ago. Well, you need to be watching. Right. It's one of my favourites. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so she's preparing for this art exhibit that she's, you know... Anyway. The miniatures, yes. Yeah. Um, and so she's... The reason why I brought that up is because she made, at one point in the film, there's a wee miniature shown of her mother, like... Offering tit. her tits to Ooh. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a good way of processing trauma. No, she, that's, Make a miniature. Yeah, no, that's what she does. She oh. made a, she made a miniature with, of the hospital scene with her mother. She made a miniature of something that happens later on, which I'll get to. Anyway. I'm so good. I'm smarter than yeah, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically we find out all about Ellen being like a bizarre figure in her life. So where do we find this out? In, in the, the bereavement support, support group? group when she lets all out. Is these, it in a church? Um, it's just like a community centre hall. I'm going to say it's a church. Okay. I love a good scene like that in a church. Right. Yeah. Um, so later at home, Annie's husband receives a call. His name is Steve. So they're still together. Yeah. That's so it's great. Annie and Steve, and then they have two children, Peter and Charlie. Is he trying to support Annie through the bereavement? Um, Sorry, he's, I love this. He's very asking. removed from the whole thing. The he's whole almost thing. like... He's almost like everything's going around or like wrong around him. He doesn't know how to stop it. Yeah, I suppose he must be a bit reluctant to almost help with the bereavement because, I guess, in his experience of being with her, she's never had well, that close a relationship with the mother. So yeah, because it's a bit old. For it's him. T- to him whenever they get home from the funeral is whenever she's like, "Should I feel sad?" Like, and he's like, "You should feel however you feel." Oh, he's loyal. Yeah. Woo! What's his name? Sam. Steve. 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 I like Steve. Yeah. Okay. Um. So where was I? Oh yeah, he gets a phone call, right? That's from the cemetery. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, the grave site has been des- desecrated. It's What's that mean? Dug up. What? Alan's grave's been dug up. They took the body? Yeah, like she's missing. What the uh, fuck? But he keeps it to himself. He's <gasps> like, I can't let her know this right now. Like, this is too much. For no. Her. Yeah. It's her right to know. No, yeah. But he just keeps it to himself, right? I liked him a minute ago. Yeah. Well, anyway, this movie family here. Days later, Peter, right, the eldest son, he's a teenager. Um, we all. He's invited to a party, and he's uh, she, but Annie, sorry, yeah, Annie insists that he brings his younger sister Charlie to get her out of the house. You know, make some friends. In my opinion, this is bad parenting because he's a fucking elder teenager. How, this is, yeah, how big she, is gap? She's probably like twelve. 13, uh, 12. Was he like 14, 15? He's he like, like 17, 18. 17, 18 maybe. Oh, so he's like going out, like, getting drunk. Like, yeah, literally he's going to go there and smoke. That's what his smoke thing pot. Yeah, smoke weed. He has good shit, you know. Crack. Is that what you smoke? You smoke crack. <laughs> um, right, so it's a bit of an, like, ugh, he's bringing his sister. Yeah, I just think it was bad parenting on her part. Like, 
It's just like, because surely she should know. Never bring young kids to parties. No. This is what we've seen in A24 movies as well. A24 films. Don't have something die on the road and don't bring a young person to the party. Yeah. Well, anyway, he goes. signs. Charlie goes with him. Um, he reluctantly obliges to it, but whatever. He's driving. Excuse me. It's okay. And at the party, he smokes the ganja. In a bedroom, <laughs> right? He leaves his sister unattended. And um, she goes to eat some yummy cake. And it's like, mm, chocolate cake. Like but chocolate. the problem is... Like Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> problem is, though, that cake has been cut with a knife that has been used to chop up nuts. And why is that an issue? Because Charlie is has an allergy and it's severe and it needs to carry an EpiPen. It's like briefly mentioned earlier on. Did she ask anyone in that house if there were nuts in the cake? Charlie is very quiet child. So she didn't Bizarre. ask. A bit disturbed. Even at the... Then, e- sorry, it's your own fault. No, yeah. Don't eat cake, <laughs> chocolate cake. If you don't know the ingredients. Yeah, no, because like there's a scene in the, at the funeral, she's drawing her mother take, doing the speech, and it's like so like ah, absurd, like she's pulling a big face on the drawing and everything. As if she's having the allergy. I don't know. Yeah, sure. It's almost like she doesn't... Does she have her EpiPen? At the party? Well, no. Because she goes to the room where, uh, where you know, Peter's smoking, smoking and she's like, I can't breathe. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, fuck. So he picks her up, gets in the car. But he's high. Yeah, he while he's high. Oh no! Right, no, shush. Picks her up, takes her into the car. Where are we? <laughs> she's just having a severe reaction. He's speeding down this barren road, like in the middle of nowhere. Like abandoned. Like abandoned. Well, just like empty road. It's like a road, like in the US, you know, where it's like desert either side, like just straight. Yeah. Speeding down this like motherfucker as fast as he can. He's like panicking the fuck because he feels like she's gonna, she's gonna fucking choke and die or whatever so she like rolls down the window she's like <laughs> like trying to gasp for air out the window right and he's Not like gonna help. no Charlie it's gonna be okay and then suddenly because he's going so fast out of nowhere this deer dead on the road is like in front of the car and he swerves out of the way and then suddenly the music cuts out Charlie's head is seen and heard very briefly smash against a telephone pole. <gasps> and he like slams on the brakes. And he's like, what the fuck? His hands are stuck to the wheel, eyes staring ahead, in complete shock and disbelief. He can't bring himself to look in the back seat at his sister's presumably <coughs> headless body. Mm. And he goes to ask, are you okay? But he can't get the words so That's a great acting moment. Is it like... No, he's like... It's like so subtle, but you know he's about to say, like, are you okay? Oh, he's such a good actor, Alex Wolf. Yeah. Does he have a brother, Jack Wolf? I don't know. Stage actor? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so. So he's just... That's... It's like... This is quick in the film, no? No, it's about half an hour in. Or... Yeah. But you don't see it coming again... Because I should mention maybe actually about the marketing in the trailer, she's Charlie's shown quite a lot. You're almost led to believe, and in the poster, she's like quite a focal point. She's a main character. It's like oh, she's like a main character, but she's I dead. Guess, yeah, she still can't be the main dead. Character. Yeah, but it's you wouldn't expect it, mm. and now she's that's a good thing. so suddenly just got rip her head. It's ripped like off. when um, what's her name Anne Hathaway was like so heavily marketed and then is and she dies like twelve minutes in. Yeah. Never to be seen again, apart from the episode. I mean, she won Oscar for it. Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, he's in a daze, and he's like, couldn't believe what has happened, and probably in a blur, just drives home. Doesn't so go does, to a he hospital. He doesn't check if her head's there. He he can't. He, yeah, he doesn't check. He's like he goes, and he's like, I. He doesn't want to like face it. He's high out of his mind, probably right now. And he's like, that just, mustn't be weed. That must be acid. That shit. I mean, must be I don't missed. know. He drove all the way home, got out of the car, just went up to his room, and he just sort of laid there, staring at the wall until the morning. Whenever you, you listen to our podcast. No, he lays there in his bed, staring into space until the morning, and then we hear Annie, his mother, the mum, leave the house in the morning, open the car door, and then you just hear his her. His car. Yeah. No, no, they share the car. Oh, he, okay. He's born in the car. And she just screams like the horror, most horrific screams you've heard, ever heard. And then we make it would. Yeah, and just makes Peter's terror a reality. Yeah, it amplifies it. It's almost yeah. where you're like trying to live in disbelief and yeah. then you can't anymore. Yeah. It's like the other day, I thought I had maybe tonsillitis and I was like, maybe I don't. And then I woke up and it was so bad and I was like, oh, I do have tonsillitis. Mm. To a lesser extent, but I understand the feeling. Yeah. Well, basically after this, a great lovely montage. <laughs> Not montage, more of like the camera moves and it transitions as it moves, if you know what I mean. So it's uh, like uh, a so scene in Twilight where Bella's No, I don't. Window. And it's of Annie, oh. just, I don't. I didn't watch. Where Bella's at the window and the camera goes like this and all the seasons change. We're not going to get through Sorry. <laughs> I just, you don't watch many films. I don't like Twilight. I've seen one of them and, and I Then you would it. know the sequence. I saw... It's a really, like, for, from a cinematography point of view, I think you'd like it. Okay. It's just like, you're behind her at the window and the camera goes like around her and all the seasons change like a few times. Right. Like, saying like she's been sat there for years. Yeah. Well, it's basically a montage of Annie hysterically crying and screaming, begging her for her life to end, like because her, it's like a really her mum and her daughter both went like that away. Yeah, but it's... does she know at this stage that her mother's body's gone? No, she never finds out. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is basically the beginning of the family's ascent into hell. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, well, that's joyous. Yeah. Join us next week. <laughs> so obviously Charlie's death has a huge weight on the whole family. As it were, the daughter's died. Yes, in a very horrific way, killed, even. Yeah, brutally, almost. Yeah. I um, imagine news outlets mm. would be covering it. Sorry, in the montage, out of, like, in the middle of it, it cuts to Charlie's decaying head on the side of the road. That's artistic. Like, maggots, everything. Oh, no. Over, and then over the top, you hear, like, Annie screams, like, Oh, God! Like, it's, it, it's rough. Or <laughs> after they brutally murdered. Yeah, they chopped her head off. See, this is a movie I feel like is Marmite in a way. Like if you don't if you don't watch it with the intention of if you're watching it with like in a jokey mood, you will not hit it'll not hit. See, I will admit and two I people did begin to watch it. You and Ruben have watched both watched yeah. it and you I think we were both, both were in like jokey moods. Jokey moods and the second her head hit that ball I turned it off because I was laughing like fuck. Yeah. I was like, this is so funny. See, I wasn't in a jokey mood when I first watched so it. So I, I think that's it. why it, um, it stuck with me. But anyway, yeah. It's like you shouldn't watch The Pianist in a jokey mood. It wouldn't have the same effect. No, I don't think you even can at all. I think it would just take you right out of it. We'll try it one night. Um, I don't know. Um, so yeah, just having a particularly hard time on Annie. Obviously the mother. She spends most nights sleeping in Charlie's treehouse. Um, oh, because at the Wee Street House. Yeah. How is she getting up there? I mean, even she, Charlie, would spend most nights sleeping in that treehouse, and she would get like, "What are you doing? Like, don't be up here. You catch cold." Uh, 
So yeah, she was almost like that was her way of connecting with her. Yeah. Like sleeping in the treehouse. It's like when like you watch like another horror film and someone dies and they sleep in their room or something. Yeah. Well, well, that's just like a thing that people I do haven't in real life. Those grief yet, luckily. Yeah. Um, I imagine it is quite realistic. Hmm. Well, she starts becoming a bit resentful towards Peter as well. The son. Does she yeah. know what's happened then? Does she know like? Oh yeah, she knows what's happened at this point. So like, she knows. It's like, not oh, shown. This is like. Action, like this is like days. <coughs> I don't, it's not really disclosed days maybe weeks after the funeral like, because I guess like realistically sorry like Peter would have been questioned by the police and stuff I guess that must have been hard on her as well <laughs> not only coping with you know my daughter's dead but did my son do it yeah well no like after the grief of my mother like is my son going to be locked away for so many years and I'm not and don't have a mum anymore I don't know about her dad well we do learn that um, she has a bit of a troubled relationship with her son as well but later mm, on it's like it was in the past from the way her mother treated her. Is that how she thought you were meant to parent? Well, I'll get to it, actually. Sorry, I'm talking um, So, yeah, she comes resentful, and obviously she bursts out in anger at a particular point, uh, during a particular iconic dinner. Don't you swear at me, you little shit! Don't you ever raise your voice at me! I am your mother! Do you understand? All I do is worry and slave and defend you, and all I get back is that fucking face on your face! This is the scene, yeah, where she's like, "I am your mother." Yeah, and you listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> quit all your mansplaining. No one's <laughs> listening. <laughs> Tell me, who gave you the permission to speak? I am your mother. You, you listen, listen to me. me. You're just a bum, 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 bum. That's where Megan Trainor got her song from, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> Annie goes back to the bereavement support group again. This time, obviously not about her mother, about her son. She was no, sorry, not son, her daughter. Star. Yes. Uh, like, sorry. But, like, before she actually goes in, she drives there, but she doesn't go in. So she just drives away. But this woman, she's a whole... Waves down the car, like, wait, 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 hold on. You're not coming in. Basically, like, she introduces herself. Her name's Joan. My name's Joan. Like Joan of Arc. Yeah, she's like, my, my son died recently. And oh. she's like, oh... And just, if you ever need someone to talk to, here's my number. And she gives it to her. How does she know it was the daughter if she was just there for her mum? What? Oh, no, because she brings it up. She's like, how... No, okay, Joan's like, oh, well, how is your mother? And he's like, oh... Um, I thought Joan knew something she shouldn't no, 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 she's like, oh, um, actually, I'm, my my daughter was killed. And she's like, oh, my son, my son died. Here's my number. We can- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
and talk about it or whatever. Make we meet friends. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's good. It's good to have a listening ear of someone yeah. who can guide you through it. Someone who knows where you are. Not necessarily has been there, but someone who is there. Right. Go through it together. Mm-hmm. Well, a problem halved is a problem solved. Mm-hmm. Well, she takes or she a problem t- less. It's not really. So yeah, no, it's not really. It's just it'll never be solved. It's not really even a problem half. You're just no. so confided in something. Well, um. Anyway, she takes Joan up on it and she goes to her apartment and they just have is a wee. Is it nice? It's nice enough. Yeah, they have a nice little chat. Do we get the impression that Joan is more financially well off than? No, 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 no. This family lived in a big house. Okay, so Joan's per bitch. I guess compared to Annie. Does Annie feel a bit like, what am I doing here drinking your Tesco van? You <laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of bizarre. Like, fun fact actually about the house, it's not a real house. It was it's a sound, it was a sound stage on purpose because Annie makes miniatures, so they, he wanted to feel like they were observing oh, them through miniatures. Ooh, that's creative. Yeah. And a good lie. <clears throat> yeah. No, I'm joking. That's good. I um, like that. A24 love doing that. Remember they built the whole entire village for the Vivich? Hmm. Um, they love making full set like that. Like, yeah. I really, I, that inspires me yeah. quite a lot. So, yeah, basically, she opens up. She talks. I think at this meeting is when she mentions that, like her relationship with her son. She used to sleepwalk. She says, and um, I thought you said she used to sleep with him, and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not that type of movie. I was like, it would make me kill the daughter. <laughs> well, no, she, she used to sleepwalk or whatever. And one particular incident, she woke up and she was, she and her son were drenched in paint thinner, and she was holding a box of matches. And he, and he woke up and was like, what are you doing? And she couldn't convince him that it was sleepwalking. And like, it yeah, was he like... He thought it was murder. Yeah. Then poor child, he should be in therapy. Probably. Is he in therapy? Not, no. not, no. Not addressed, no. He needs to be now. Yeah. After that, after his week, granny died. Who loved bombs. True. The like, they must have enough money to do that. They live in a nice house. A lot of people don't like therapy. I know, but it's... I mean, she goes to a support group at least. But to be fair, she's not... She does say, and I don't do stuff like this. And it does sound reluctant if she's going there and then be like, nah. Yeah, and turning around and go leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, basically, later on, um, when she's going to get art supplies for miniatures, Annie, she bumps into Joan in the car park. And she's like, oh, and Joan's like, oh, Annie, 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 listen to me. I, but you're going to think I'm sounding crazy, but prom- I promise you it worked. I spoke to a medium. No. Please, please, listen to me. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, we did a seance, and I spoke to my son. And she's like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, please, just, hey, come with me, come to my house. I'll show you. I promise you, it'll work. But she's not equipped. She went to a medium, fair enough. The medium knows how to do shit like that. Miss Joan over here can't be going, done it once, wasn't hard, I'll do it now. Because this is dangerous. Yeah, well, anyway, she <sighs> agrees. I, like I did. <laughs> well, hey. She is actually made to be quite likable, to be fair. Is she like, who plays her? Is oh, like someone Coleman? no, someone who I would oh. liken to Kathy Bates, but I don't know who what her name is. Oh, Kathy the Bates. She's very Kathy Bates to me. I love Kathy Bates. Um, but yeah, we she, love Kathy Bates. We do actually, yeah. Kathy Bates is a friend of the podcast. But yeah, she's yeah. Not, but imagine she was. Well, she I go, like. She goes to Jones flat, right? Right. And she does it. I mean, it works. Like she has a chalkboard from her son, and the son writes on it, "I love you." No, sorry, son or grandson? Oh, my bad. It might have been grandson this whole time. It's okay. Anyway, she says, I love you, Granny. And she goes, oh, I love you, Louis. I love you, Louis. Oh, Louis. I love you, sweetheart. I'm sorry. And then Annie's like, what the fuck? I can't do this. I need to go. I need to go. And she leaves. Did she close the circle first? 
she blows out the candle and all that, yeah. Oh, that's okay. And she's like, I'm sorry, it must be too much. And she's like, as she's like trying to leave, she's like, Annie, just listen, choose something of your daughter's and do this, please. Yeah. Like, it'll be great. Wait, what do you mean? Do they need like an item of the Yeah, daughters? an item of the daughter. It was a chalkboard for her and it would be, well, it's the sketchbook that Annie ends up using for okay. Charlie. So, basically that night, she has a nightmare. Oh, Right. Annie has a nightmare. Annie has a nightmare, and it's of the paint thinner. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's really great because every time it cuts from it's one really character, great. one character to the other, back and forth, something changes. So like, she basically he wakes up. He's in, he she's in her his room, and he's like, "What are you doing?" Um, she doesn't have the paint thinner yet or anything. Okay. And he's like, she's like, um, I wish I wasn't your mother. And she goes, <gasps> and he's like, "What?" Is like. And then basically we find out that she tried to have an abortion. No. She, she tried to miscarry him. In, and then he's like, why did you have to have me? I'm sorry. And they're both crying. They cut between them. All of a sudden he's drenched head to toe. All of a sudden she's drenched head to toe. She lights a match. She wakes up. And she's like, oh. and she's like, oh my God, all this time, like, I need to go comfort him. And she goes to his room and he's like, I'm so sorry about everything. I love you. I love you. And he's like, what are you doing? Come downstairs. I want to do something with you. Yeah goes wakes up her husband they all go downstairs and he's like right listen and they perform the silence and they're all like what the fuck are you doing but it works she does it with the son and the dad yeah the son and the dad right and they're like oh my god it's working but they're like a bit freaked out like what the fuck is happening yeah 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 yeah. but she's like oh thank you sure now she gets out the sketchbook show them what you did for me draw on it and they're like annie stop what are you doing and then basically are all sorts of wrong things start flying once they start arguing and then she becomes possessed a wee bit from her voice Annie yeah from Charlie she's using Charlie's voice she's like mommy I'm scared please mommy like her voice is coming out of her and they're all freaked out he's he's crying he's like what are you doing like Peter Peter sorry and then um, Steve just threw water over and I snap out of it and they're all like what the fuck is wrong with you? That's see, you can't be doing stuff like this unless you're actually like properly trained or equipped. Yeah, yeah. Because see all this, like it's all well and good, but it's dangerous stuff. That like I feel like in horror films especially, you see so many people and you know they're playing with possessed dolls and they're conjuring these spirits, but they don't know what they're doing. And that's where most of the stuff comes from. That's where all the bad <laughs> ideas come from. If they actually took a minute to stop and think instead of sitting top in a twink, then they would know that you need an expert or you need even a little bit of common sense. You can't be going from what a friend showed you from one of hers, do you know what I mean? Mm. What's her okay. name? Annie. Annie. She's no experience. No. And she's doing only sense. Exactly. And what if the wee, what's the wee boy's name? Adam? Peter. 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 What if Peter goes in and does that with his mates? They're unleashing stuff into this world that they don't know nothing about. <laughs> Wise up. Do you know what I mean? No, but it's irresponsible. It's so irresponsible. They're goddamn stupid. Actually, idiots. This is why we have issues in these horror films. See, if there was a horror film where anyone had any common sense, it would be 20 minutes long. Someone dies, they do one sound, so they go, we shouldn't do that. And it's over. They get on with it. Mm-hmm. But I guess this is a movie about processing grief the wrong way. Sure. This is good. It fits the brief. Well yes, done. well, I mean... Ari Astler. Ari Astler. Well, after the seance, Annie suspects that Charlie's spirit has become vengeful. But how do you even know it's Charlie's spirit? That's what I mean. He's like, well, yeah, I don't know. You don't, because she's an idiot and yeah. she didn't do it right. Well, she finds drawings in the in the sketchbook that th- are threatening Peter. Like, death and shit. For, to Peter. Um, do these th- come in the seance or like... No, yeah, this is like afterwards. afterwards. Like, we see the book, like, flipping pages at one point. 
Um, in, in the seance when it all goes really no, bad. No, yeah, after the seance. Oh, okay. So yeah, still, and they've unleashed something happens. Yes, and this Pe- is what happens. Peter is seeing Annie, not Annie, Annie sorry, uh, seeing Charlie in his room. Um, I, as like apparitions. No, Charlie is the daughter. The right, daughter. so Peter the son is seeing Charlie. His, his, his sister. Okay, yes. I'm not good with names. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm basically, it's only Peter and Annie who are seeing this shit or having these Daddy's experiences. Not. Dad's not. He's over it. He doesn't like And is I've just realised why. No, I've just realised why. This movie is about... It's about a cult. No, you know what? No, I'm going to come back to it at the very end after we okay. finish it. I know why. It's because he's not related by blood. Anyway. So the daughter, um, I just said, he's not the dad. No, he's not a part of the family. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll get back to okay. it. Okay. So basically, and he's like, I need to stop this. I'm going to burn Charlie's sketchbook because that was the link. The mum's burning it. Yeah, I'm going to burn the sketchbook because that was what the link was. That's what she thinks she has to do. So it's she goes to do it, but her sleeve starts to catch fire as the book is burning. I love the Hunger Games catching fire. Yeah, uh-huh. And she's like, oh, fuck, no, this isn't good. And she takes out it and she has to put it out, takes it out of the fire, puts it out of the fire. And she she's not like, just extinguish her sleeve. I think she tries or something. It doesn't really work. Oh, wait, sorry. But she realises she is now linked to the sketchbook. I thought you meant like she put the sketchbook in and her sleeve caught fire. Oh, no, 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 and no. And I was no, like, no. bitch, just move your she arm. She puts the sketchbook in and then I don't know where her... Ah, and she's like oh shit yes. so now she's like what to do don't know now this is where things get a little strange more strange okay it's gonna say more strange so this Annie this girl had a peanut allergy and didn't even ask for the ingredients of the cake <laughs> stupid bitch it was her own fault advocate for that the film should be over um oh fun fact actually Peter encouraged her to go get some cake as he went and smoked oh no you would yeah like go just go eat some cake yeah but he doesn't know the ingredients no so um, Annie goes to Joan's house and basically okay. be like the seancing has fucked up everything up like what's going on is Joan dead yet? well she goes to her ho- house but she's not home oh. like Joan's Joan's not home she's banging on the door nothing's happening Joan um, are you home? but we see as the audience the camera in Joan's house and it pans backwards and we see her Joan's table right? yeah pentagram no picture of Peter in the middle of it Peter the sun yeah <gasps> What a good fuck. Uh, we don't, Annie doesn't see this. This is what we see as the audience. So she's in like, oh. Well, yeah. And we, basically, Annie's like, right, what do I do now? And she looks down at the doormat. The doormat looks very familiar. It's embroidered with Joni. Joni is on it. And she's like, that looks familiar. She runs home. She goes into her mother's belongings, starts taking all the stuff out of the box, finds the doormat, exactly the same, that says Ellen. Or is it, Le- yeah, her mother's name on it. And she's like, wait, what? Do you know why that happens? <laughs> because of people who do arts and crafts and sell them on Facebook Marketplace. Well, that's why this happens. Well, that made her like look a bit deeper and she takes out a photo album and she opens of it. The mum. The the mum's photo album. Right. And basically she sees pictures of her mum in like white garments being shard in money. With the like, captions like Queen Lee and all that. And like, there's pictures of her mum with Joan. <gasps> there's the gag. Yeah. It's and, very like for your film. Yeah, and there's all Love of these Henry. people. Like, it's like a big gathering, all these gatherings. And she's like, wait, what What's the fuck? And she finds a book on demonology. Oh no. Lots of passages highlighted about someone called King, well, a demon. One of the eight kings of hell. Payman. They have kings in hell? Yeah, eight kings. Eight demons. But well, there are only seven levels. I don't know. Well, maybe Satan is one of them. Is I don't know. Deadly sins. So basically, she's this is she's like finding out. Oh my god, my mother was a part of a cult. 
and she was the queen of the cult. Queen cult. And she's like, oh my god, my family's being infiltrated or something here. Like, oh fuck. So anyway, meanwhile, while this is happening, where is Joan? Oh, she's just busy at Peter's school, outside the gates. Lunchtime, he's sitting outside, she's outside the gates screaming at him. I expel you! And he's like, what the, the fuck? fuck? Um, great music's happening during that part, by the way. Love it. Is it like Rina Sawayama? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, that school day, he's like, whatever. Like, who? Oh. He stayed in school? Yeah. He gets possessed in class. In no. His, like, he, his face, like, he looks like he's having a bit of stroke, whatever. They're like, Peter, are you okay? Yeah. Slams his face into the desk. Ah! Breaks his nose. And he wakes up, like, out of it. And he's screaming like, ah! Right? Is there loads of blood? Yeah, quite a lot of blood. This is what happens in an A24 horror film. You get a young man who bashes his face or something. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. So okay. Steve comes to pick him up, right? From, yeah, from school. And they drive, he drives him home, whatever. But before he gets home, Annie is at home and she's drawn to the attic. Stench, I assume, I think. Is a whip with her? Yeah, and she opens the attic, flies come flying out of the attic, oh. and she's like, what the fuck? And she climbs up there, and upon entering, she finds the horrific sight of her mother's headless corpse rotting above their heads this whole time. Yeah. This could have been avoided if Steve had have told her that the bodies were missing. Well, when Steve comes home with an unconscious Peter... And he's about to tell him, like, he get, and then she sees unconscious Peter, and she's like, "Wait, what the fuck's happened?" And he's like, "He, he, he did this Sorry, to himself." Tonsillitis. 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 So whatever, he takes him up the bed, and then Annie's like, "Look, listen." She's like really frantic at this point, looking crazy. He's like, please, like I found all this stuff. Um, she's basically tells him all his all of her findings yeah. about like her mum. My mum was in a cult, and he's just like looking at her like. What the fuck are you is talking about? in the cult? No, he, no. Um, he's like looking at her like... He's just over, he's like, I just want a peaceful night's sleep. Without yeah, you basically. And she's like, look in the attic. My mother's headless corpse is up there. And he's like, sure it is. Why is he being sure it is? Because he knows the body's missing. Well, thing is, he goes this up is there. This making me act him suspicious. Well, he goes, up, he goes up there and he sees it and he's... Fuck! Like, he's like, actually... He's disturbed by it and he comes down and he's like, what the fuck is that? And she's like... Oh, it's right. At this point, she explains all the findings, I think. And then he goes, you're the one who dug her up, aren't you? Like, you, this whole time, all these nights where you were going to the movies, which is what she called the bereavement support group to them, you were actually doing fucked up shit like this. Then she's she? like, no. But she has a history of sleepwalking, so maybe she's not even aware that she Interesting, yeah, maybe. maybe well, basically, she's like, what the fuck? No. Well, I, maybe her, sorry. Maybe her sleepwalking wasn't sleepwalking, but it was her acting out intentions of the cult. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, actually. Wait, I think you might be right. How do you ever even see the movie? That's actually really good. Really well. That actually could be true. That probably is true, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. You're acting like a different subconscious. Yeah. So basically, she's like, I need to, we need to end the curse on this family, whatever, like, you burn this book, burn the sketchbook, that's how we, that's how we stop it. I don't care. And then she'll burn. Yeah. She's like, she's prepared to, to burn. Fair, she could just go and sit in the bond. It'd be fine. I don't know, maybe. Should have See, people that. in these films don't think of these solutions. I'd be away on down to the swimmers <laughs> in the lazy river swimming rounds and he'd be burning that book and I'd be fine. Right. Okay. The water might be a bit toasty but it'd be fine. Basically, he's like, no, I won't do it. But then she's like, fine, I'll do it. She takes it, oh. throws it into the, fu- into the fireplace downstairs. Idiot. And she goes, bush. He goes, bush. <gasps> No, he, he doesn't. head to toe flames immediately, f- completely engulfed, screaming, and she's horrified, like, <gasps> not scream, but then all of a sudden, her face just goes blank, which is a famous meme, by the way. The yassification, yeah. Um, I know the way. Yeah. Yeah, she goes blank, and she's, so just, she's like, she becomes possessed. Right. By who? The daughter again? By. We don't know. Don't know. Something. Something. Isn't her. So he's in. So he dies, dead. Dies dead. That's my favourite type of dying. Dying yep. dead. And later on, Peter awakes, right? The sun. And the house is still. He's like, where is everyone? And he goes dead. downstairs. Yeah, he goes downstairs and he finds his father's charred corpse. And he's like, what it's the like fuck? It's like I've seen an Oppenheimer. And then he notices someone in the corner of his eye. Fuck, it's the wee girl. No, it's a naked man standing in the dark. You can just about see him. And he's it's like, really? yeah. Ooh, and he's head? I don't know but he's just like I rewatch he just stares and then a noise is heard he whips around this is the first jump scare Annie comes flying out of the corner out of the dark chasing him up the stairs all the way up to the attic he goes up the attic closes the door with the dead granny here's the gag he looks at where the corpse was he didn't know it was there but he sees a salt circle not a salt circle like a salt outline of where the corpse was Surrounded by candles, and in the middle of it is a picture of him with his eyes burnt out. And he's like, What the fuck is this? Right? That's fucking odd. No and then. On. I don't like that. Yeah. That's a bit. Oh. Once he sees that, he must. He's, he's like, Just wake up. Like, what the fuck? He's dreaming. Like, this is a nightmare. And he hears something behind him. Oh, sorry. I've missed out a great part. Whenever he closes the attic door, his mum defies gravity. And she's banging her head, like, really hard against the door of the attic, you know, the hatch. Yeah, but is that not above her? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Divine she gravity. stood on, like, a ladder? No, because she's, like, almost, like, hands and knees, <clears throat> but on the ceiling. Like, slamming her head against the, the hatch. That's quite creative. Yeah. And he's like, Mommy. He's, like, begging, like, Mommy, please stop, Mommy. That's sad. Yeah. And then... That, she's under spell. And then it stops. And it's like, okay. And that's when he finds that salt circle or whatever. But, um, yeah, once he sees that, he's like truly horrified he probably doesn't even think he's awake right now and then he hears a spluttering sawing noise coming from behind him no it's the mum he turns around (coughs) he looks he looks up and he sees his mother floating in the air suspending with a piano wire sawing her head off oh no spluttering like her eyes are just like wide open like sawing her head off and he's just like actually so gagged (laughs) he goes Girl. Well, no, he just is like staring, like mouth open, doesn't know what to think, and then probably still thinks he's asleep or so whatever. She's in the attic, the mum. He's somehow gotten in, yeah. Maybe there's two doors. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, and then another noise is heard, like a little ringing of a bell. 
something. And he turns around. Three naked old people are standing in the dark, staring at him, smiling at him like, Hey. Oh, this is Big Attic. Yeah. Oh, I was picturing like the little Oh no, small. this is kind of big. And he screams, jumps out the window, falls to his death. Idiot, why'd you jump? Well, to his death, don't know. Because the camera is now focused on him, like laying on the floor, and we hear like the head fall off, whatever. Yeah. And then we see a shadow of Annie's body float out the window towards the treehouse. Uh-huh. And then the spirit that was in Annie floats down. You can it's see it as like a little sparkly thing into Peter, and he reanimates, follows Annie's corpse up the treehouse, into the treehouse, and we find the weirdest fucking scene. So what we see in this, this is the end, what we see in this scene is the headless bodies of both Ellen and Annie kneeling uh, to an effigy of King Payman alongside all of these cult members who are all naked. Yeah. And the effigy has Charlie's head on it, decayed. Wee girl's head. Wee girl's head is on it, with a crown on it. And basically, who's there? Joan? She appears. Seance woman. Yeah. And she places a crown on Peter, calling him Charlie, saying, it'll all be okay. King Payman has found his male host. All is corrected. Hail Payman. Hail Payman! Hail Payman! Hail Payman! And it's the end. So wait, who's the male host? Him? Him. He's, he's dead. I don't know. It's not really sure if he's dead or he just fell out the window and fell unconscious or whatever. I don't know. But King Payman, who's a demon. One of the kings. Yeah, yeah. One of the kings. Basically... Who that cult worship. Yeah. Right. So that's how that ends. So right. basically, it's believed that King Payman was in Charlie's body this whole time. And the whole point was to get Charlie dead so that King Payman could be replaced into a male host because it was incorrect that it was Charlie because Charlie's a female obviously so your question then why couldn't King Payman just possess the dad if he could it's, ignite he, him it's called hereditary right this Aye. is the name of the movie like the the curse or whatever like the, the family has ties to this demon like this is the fat like it's the blood curse almost like that it was, it was Ellen right it was Ellen who was King Payman probably Which Ellen's is, a granny actually wait no that doesn't make sense because she's not a male host. No, she's not a male host. So maybe... It was maybe her dad. Or maybe or the whole point of the cult was to create Fine. a male host and find But then why one. did they give birth to Charlie? Because surely they wouldn't have needed to if they already had Peter. I don't know. I think... And then why... No, because then surely the granny would have made more of an effort... With Peter? Peter instead of the wee girl. Maybe... Maybe he was... Oh. Maybe she, maybe Charlie was accidentally born <laughs> with payment within her. I don't know. It's, it's much to think about. I would need to do. I probably. I don't know. I'd, mm. <coughs> I She'll watch know. that for for our movie then, <laughs> for our YouTube video. I'm gonna be good to watch. Um. True. You know, because okay, well, there was a thing in the book which I thought was quite interesting. What was book, the, the book that sorry that Annie finds in her mother's belongings. <laughs> No, the book about oh, demonology. Yes, the thing. And there's like a drawing of King Payman, and he has three heads. He, he walks around 
with three heads on the side, and they must have needed to collect three heads before they could yeah, the granny find the, the host. Yeah, the granny, the daughter, and Annie. All three heads. Yeah. So maybe that's why they didn't... Ha- the, what they needed to then do that ritual in order to put payment into a male host. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can believe that. Okay. But I don't understand then why Charlie's this massive figurehead for it. Because. Oh! Charlie had this thing where she would click her tongue a lot, right? And basically, it's believed that that is a signal that that's payment. That's payment. Doing that. Well, here I do that all the time. So, so whenever Peter gets possessed, he gets up and I, I think he goes, like he does that. So that's like the link, or whatever. So I think it, she was significant because Payman was trapped inside her, maybe, and they needed to get her dead somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Payman why. put the nut on the knife. Well, I don't know. Who maybe chopping nuts. Well, they show. A little like the camera lingers on the wee shot of this girl chopping nuts at a party, but I'm wondering was she significant? Was she to do with the cult? She must have been because who the fuck is chopping nuts? I don't know. I just eat them as they come in the bag. <laughs> how do you eat nuts? Oh, here, I don't want to know how you eat oh, nuts. Oh, shut the fuck up. Ah! No, but like. You'll be piming your nuts. <laughs> <gasps> no, um. What is that the word piming, not the name of the guy from Star Wars? No, it's Palpatine, isn't it? Palpatine, yeah. Palpatine. Palpatine, like the serpentine. Can, can this mic even hear you that, over there? Oh, like the serpentine. <laughs> so I have tonsillitis. Yeah, well, um, um, so... That's, yeah, I'll give it a watch. That's interesting. It's a lot more than what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, even with the um, deer on the road, obviously that was placed there. Because the telephone pole, we see it actually when they're on the way to the party. That It follows the car, whatever, driving past. Yeah. And then it... It gets so stuck lingers, on, it lingers on yeah. a telephone pole, and on it you can just about see a little symbol, which is the payment symbol. Aye. So it was What's all. What's it look like? Um, I'll show you. Describe it to me for the listeners I, as well. I can't remember. I think it's a horse. <laughs> payment symbol. But surely would not have made more sense to have a dead horse in the room. Oh there? no, sorry. Maybe it was a horse then. It's it looks like that. it's like four people. So it's like four people vibes. It's like a compass looking thing. Yeah. Um, give it a wee Google there. Tell them how to spell it. Uh, P-A-I-M-O-N, and then symbol. Yeah, you know how to spell that. If you don't, you're too young for the payment. Yeah. Um. Well, some people have it tattooed. That's, ooh. <laughs> ooh. 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 Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Because actually at the, at the funeral, she's, the, Ellen's wearing the necklace as well of that. That's a good Easter egg. Yeah. And it's like the people smiling at the funeral, they're all like obviously excited about, like, this is the beginning of the ritual, that's why they're smiling. That's why, they're and like, that's why there's such a big turnout, because everyone in the cult's there. Yeah, that's the turnout was the cult, and they were all as fucked, actually. Yeah, that's quite and when they arrive home, yeah. there's another Easter egg, you can hear people, like, just about, like, run around the house before they open the door and walk in. Yeah. I'm like, ooh! It's like, it's a, it's a movie that's, like, impactful for, like, ooh, like, kind of heavy maybe the first time you watch it without knowing anything but it still does reward but the second time yeah yeah where you pick up and you wee things yeah it's like Saw yeah sure it's like Saw (laughs) so that is hereditary do you think it's interesting how both of 
or have deep dives had people sawing off part of their bodies. Yeah. It's because self-mutilations, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to inflict pain on yourself to an insane degree. But it's worth sacrifice, not really in sacrifice. your circumstance, but you know. Well, yeah, sacrifice, but not for... Obviously, in, in my take, Adam cuts his foot off to escape the chain. Yeah. Thinks and in that term he's guaranteed himself freedom, but he doesn't because Jigsaw says, Game over. And closes the door. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those ones, but it's interesting. Um, so I have a few questions. Okay. I'm and then we'll wrap it up because this is a long episode. We had lots to discuss because I didn't know the pace. Right. Um, so I would like to know, 2018 yes. film comes out. Uh-huh. What, what was the world like in 2017, 16? You know what? Before doing this, I tried to look at like world events. It was kind of a fucking boring year. I'm to be just honest. trying to think. Like it was such a boring year. Trump. We had Trump. <laughs> it was like a Trump year. 2016 yeah. 2016 was Trump. So yeah. We were all very impacted by that. Um, which I will say, I there was something. There was something very culty about Trump. Not saying, and I'm the not. Pe- the, you can't blame me, FBI. I'm not saying Trump was a cult leader. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying but that. he, the way he got but, people to stand behind him was very. And a lot of the crazy. horror that came out of that was cult based. Right. The fucking next American Horror Story season was, was called, called cult. American Horror Story Cult, and that was and the, started off with the election of Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And then it went in to explore all the cult <coughs> leaders. It was oh. something that was playing in people's minds then. I didn't watch that. If I had watched that, I would have probably series. drawn that link. <laughs> um, so cults were a big thing in people's minds then, and it was almost. Yeah. I like this fear of they live amongst you. Mm-hmm. Like, Joni... Like, Joan was just, like, a woman at the bereavement Joan place. was a helpful woman who you would go to for some sugar in the morning if you were making some eggs. Yeah. But she was, like, right-hand woman for yeah. the, the queen. Yeah. <laughs> of hell. And you were... <laughs> Crazy. To me, what... She's the, the only she, cult member that speaks as well. All of them are just, like... Quiet. Quiet people who naked. naked. That's strange. Yeah. I know. Kind of hot, though. Um, <laughs> sorry. The Trump era... I'm very single at the minute. Apologies. Uh, the Trump era in horror for me... I'm going to start calling it the Trump, the Trump era, era Interesting. horror. I've coined that. See, this is why you're the expert in horror, because that... <laughs> I just love a good horror. And I get fascinated by world circumstance and how they reflect art. Yeah. I, just, I, I have, like, an inkling for it. Um, that's, I think, why I loved history so much in school, because... Not only would I enjoy like learning about like the Nazis and all that, but I would love learning about <laughs> what films followed it, you know, and what films were directly. Anyways, sorry, besides wow. the point, um, the Fine. sort of Trump era of horror was very cult heavy. Mm-hmm. Then and I think that led to. to I don't think a year after this. there's ever been. I'm not American, so I can't properly speak on it. But in my theory and my estimation, I don't think there's ever been a voting year in America where people were so secretive. About who they were voting for. They're either yeah. voting for a woman president, yeah, which is a first, or they're voting for a douchebag. A woman president who also had quite a lot of scandals. Exactly. But then it was like people being like, oh, that's their two evils. Yeah. Um, um, so you couldn't have a conversation and say who you were voting for without being shot down, so in a way. It's such an iconic. It really was. Like, it was very inspiring. They need to make a movie about that, that. That, that election. Watch Colton and you'll find out. Um, it was very... You felt part of a cult, almost, voting for either side. Yeah. Because you felt supported by them and put away from others. And you felt like almost you had this superiority because you were part of this group who were voting for something bigger. 
And that's what a cult is. It's a cult is something, a group of people who elect one person, elect or they're already there, who is bigger and beyond. Yeah. And that's, I think, why... I'm such an oh, expert. Not the burp. Not the burpy tonsillitis. I think <laughs> that's why cults were massive in this age. Because if you think about it, we hadn't really had cults that's so... as a sort of horror <clears throat> thing in a few <clears throat> years. I mean... Scream, when it became sequel, sort of became sort of culty, you could argue. Right. Um, there was a few sort of slashers in the 80s that were sort of culty. Um, but we hadn't really gave cults enough time in the limelight. And I feel yeah. like the Trump era really started to bring that in. And who, and who knows, maybe if you know COVID didn't happen or anything like that, and everyone became so self-sufficient and isolated, maybe cults would be the thing that defined this era this of horror. horror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he made another one after this year, the year after about which cults, was Midsummer, which was another movie about about grief, grief and then joining a cult. One trick pony. Well, I, mean, I don't know because I, I it was like. Either, well, say. actually, it was more about how um, vulnerable she was in her grief that she was actually indoctrinated into the cult in the yeah. end. So it's it was more. Cults. It was yeah, but it was a different, I guess take on it that's a really interesting take and a fresh take I feel like an expert because I, I read a lot of articles about horror <laughs> I'm quite sad and whenever I read these articles and I read about theories and I get very interested in them mm-hmm. and I have not heard one person yet mention make a connection make a link between the Trump era politics and cults and horror well maybe Genius. maybe maybe Ryan Murphy has but he just didn't talk about it much <laughs> well no because I'm right and he's wrong okay alright I think he done I watched a lot of interviews and oh, an email. That mic picked all that up, I'm sure. Um, it's quite sweet, it's on my website. And um, I've been watching a lot of interviews about Ryan Murphy because you might know this, Zoe, who's a lovely friend of the podcast, we've been rewatching American Horror Story a little bit. We're like, getting back into it, it's kind of ooh, quirky, cute. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about Cult the other day and we were saying about how whenever it first came out, we didn't really want to watch it because it came out, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the election's about January. Um, November, and then the inauguration of January. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Trump wins the election November. Yeah. Inaugurated January. Yeah. This American Horror Story season doesn't come out until, like, the September after. So right. whenever we watch it in the first episode, you see this whole thing, and you're like, fuck, I can't be arsed. Because it was essentially near enough a year in the making. Right. Um, but that really gave Ryan Murphy enough time to sort of think about it and reflect on how secluded and protective and defensive people became, and Almost mm. like they were all acting and fighting for a for a better cause. You know, you have like when they stormed the Capitol buildings and you have Right. That was cult. That's all cult <laughs> And they were all in their big like not cult gear. You know, they were in their red and white and their blue and Yeah. Do you remember your man he had the big deer horns or something? Yeah. Because yeah. he was kinda of, Oh shh. Don't no, care. this was a general <laughs> opinion across the internet, I remember. Okay. Um that's really interesting. That's what I yeah. That was the okay. I would that say was the life of material art moment. Ari Aster is that his name? Yeah. I would say that the exterior context for this is that political election. When's hereditary set? Is it set the current day that's I made? think so. I think so. Yeah. Then I would say that. Right. I believe that. That's very good and insightful. And that's interesting because not only can you pick up on that, but you can pick up on sort of other cults. You can pick up on the Manson family. You can pick up on Heaven's Gate. You know, you can drink the Kool Aid. You can do <gasps> all that. Yeah. Um, oh, he could. Oh, has there been a Heaven's Gate movie? Probably. I realised. You know, drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, it wasn't Heaven's Gate, was it? No, Heaven's Gate was 
they all killed themselves to go on the spaceship. Yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid was a different one. Basically, drink the Kool-Aid. There was a journalism camp. Right. No, a group of a team of journalists came to capture what they were doing in the camp because there had been so many concerns for the welfare and stuff. Okay. They leave the camp. Everything's been filmed. It's great. He's not happy. He sends a team with like AK-47s, ambushes all the journalists as they're on the airfield ready to go back, kills them all, what? goes back to his followers and he's like, everyone needs to drink this. It's the biggest mass murder in US history. Oh. What's it called? Like, is there a name for it? The name for the cult, yeah. The famous saying is drink the Kool-Aid. Um, I'll yeah. Google it now. But I've heard of that. So that's where it came from. He mixed in um, cyanide with Kool-Aid into Kool-Aid and made everyone drink it and the kids and everything and oh. you know, the mums would be feeding it to the kids and the kids would be dying and then the mums would have to drink it. Shit. That's crazy, boy. Isn't that um, absolutely insane? Well, right. Um, sorry. It was... Oh. Dead air. People's Temple. <laughs> People's Temple. People's Temple. Oh, I've that heard of that, I don't thing. think. It was in Jonestown. It was Jonestown Massacre. Oh. Um, Post Malone has a song about it really good. Oh, what? Um, it was November 18th, uh, 1978, in which over 900 members of the People's Temple movement died. Um, the movement leader, Jim Jones, called a mass meeting at the Jonestown Pavilion after the murder of US Congressman Leo Ryan and others in a nearby port, um, Kaituma. Jones proposed a revolutionary suicide by way of ingesting a powdered drink mix made from flavour aid, later misidentified as Kool-Aid, but that doesn't matter, that was lethally laced with cyanide and other drugs. Huh. So he's tapping into this, he's ta- tapping into this, we'll do anything for this greater cause, which is obviously in hereditary. Right, to bring payment to earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the police, interesting. Oh wait, well, yeah, because their reward for doing this and giving payment a host is like <coughs> riches that's beyond their imagination. Mm-hmm. There's always some but, grand, oh, massive reward that you can't even imagine. Telling it back, probably the reason why the dad didn't like experience anything really was because it's he's not a part of the blood family he's not but related by blood to the family hereditary to the family or to the cult to the cult he doesn't know about the cult or does he no I don't think so he doesn't even he's fully just like an outsider like in this family he doesn't know about the cult no not it's not I mean it's not mentioned like but I mean it wouldn't he wouldn't really because not even Annie knew about the cult and she's like you know by blood related to the cult I'm just thinking because didn't you said she finds this stuff about the cult and he's all of a sudden dismissed and he goes what are you doing it's because throughout wrong? the movie she's like going she to his perspective his perspective he, she's just going crazy with this like grief like she's not handling it well she's just like cause even this way that Tony Collette you know acts in it where she's just so frantic and she's like oh, please you have to listen to me <laughs> like you know like, yeah, and he's probably like she needs some help and she's like fucking hell what's going on like this is really you're not taking this well you need okay. help it was an interesting thought yeah he's part of the cult maybe but then I don't know cause yeah do we see him reanimated at the end but... no he's charred and dead okay then let me yeah. know just a victim of circumstance but it's I'm glad you brought this episode today because mm-hmm. it, we hadn't talked about cults in the series and this is Game of the Opportunity. Mm. That's interesting. Well, that's that then. Is there anything else before we talk about um, what's next? The last episode. I think I'm happy with Hereditary. I'm going to watch it. You've inspired me. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. 
they might not be as striking as if you didn't know any of this, but still. Mm. Maybe you know what to look for then. Yeah. Anyway, what's next week? This is Next you. week, we have our oh, final week there. I know. A final episode of Do You Like Scary Movies? Um, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up, you know, age eight, watching The Exorcist, never did I envision ever in my life of 15 years later down the line I would be sitting recording a podcast about the history of the genre. No. Um, to much acclaim as well, which has been brilliant. We've had such a lovely, insane, unprecedented response to the podcast. Um, and it really touches me ass. It's been really exciting um, this time. So yeah, next week, it's our last episode. It's a wrap-up episode. We're just going to talk about a bit of our highlights that we've discussed. We'll maybe... Um, it's basically just going to be a discussion, really. Um, we're going to talk about some bits we've maybe missed out, some bits we want to talk a bit more about. Um, um, Being taking it, we're going to talk about what we think, it's what next. we know, what we predict is next for yeah. the horror genre. Right. Um, it's a massive genre, and I feel like, especially in the world of cinema now, it's being very appreciated. I guess, like, every time I check the cinema to see what's on, there's at least two or three horror releases at once now. And I remember, ten years ago, that was never the case. You know, yeah. horror's on the rise. Yeah. Good horror is on the rise. Good. Yeah, I've seen get... a lot more good stuff yeah. recently than they would have. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to talk about, you know, some new horrors that are upcoming. Like, The Exorcist is getting a whole remake. We haven't discussed it. What? So yeah, that. we're getting, you know, Saw 10, which is massive. We talked a little bit about that last week. And it's coming next, like, kind of soon. Next month. Ah! <laughs> We've got a month and six days. Month and a week. Um, oh. I'm so thrilled. I'm so excited. I'm going to see if I can try and get to a midnight screening of it. Because that would fill my heart. I would hate for it to be spoiled. Come over. And I know because... Listen to what am I doing around there? Might be busy. I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, and yeah, then we're just gonna kiss a big goodbye to the world of horror and kiss a big French tongue hello to our new series, um, which we'll is be, in the works. Yeah, and we'll you'll find soon. a bit more about that later. So, yeah. Yes, thank I'll leave you. you to wrap it up. Yeah, well. Oh, I actually don't have a wrap-up thing. I don't know what we usually say. I usually say, I've been Jordan. Yeah, I've been Theo. <laughs> um, you've been um, listening to Do You Like Scary Movies? You've been listening to Do You Like Scary Movies? You can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram. At one and a half gays. At one and a half gays, the number one. Um, you can rate our <laughs> oh, yeah. podcast. You, you can rate our podcast on Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Music. Yeah. I think we're on YouTube. Are we on uh, Audible? Oh, Audible. Oh, we're actually on Audible. Yeah, we are. And big up if you listen on stuff that isn't Spotify Premium because we actually have ads, bitch. Yeah. You wouldn't know, you rich bitch, listening to us on Spotify Premium ad free. Yes. So if that's you, send us 20 quid. Because <laughs> it's a cheap honey. Um, no, because there's things we want to do, but it costs money. We cost money. Um, share it with a friend. Yeah, if please. If you've seen Hereditary in cinema and you even smiled, nose exhaled, or even found one single thing we said interesting today, send it to two friends. Yeah. Otherwise, King Pineman's coming after you. And if he doesn't get you, then I will. Pick us up. Yeah, this we did well. This has been one hour and a half episode. <laughs> this one and a half hour episode. This is a Bible. Do you know what? You went on your laptop, you sat late at night, and you said, 
I could watch the entire history of Hereditary. I don't have time. It's four and a half hours. We done it for an hour and a half. Yeah, true. Well, I'm, we're saving your life. We didn't go into as much fucking over, like. Oh, do you know what we've done? <laughs> if you're on a date and someone brings you up Hereditary, you've enough that you can talk about it and impress them with. Oh, we're sure. doing a service. Yeah, and services aren't free. So share, like, support us. If we do a wee funny post, share it to your story, send it to a friend, comment, like, and subscribe to the world of horror for one more week, and then we'll one more come things up a little four bit. Four more years. Four more years. And remember, I am your mother. Yes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? Which makes a movie that deals in our fears universal. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.